0: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. A reminder uh, that you can support our show and the programs are brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners at support.greatdetectives.net for one-time donations or to get our address for um, mailing in a donation. And you can also become an ongoing uh, supporter at patreon.com greatdetectives.net but now it's time for today's episode of Richard Diamond the original air date February the 19th 1950 and this one is the Mario Chimino case <laughs>
1: The National Broadcasting Company presents Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective.
2: Sonny, you're coming along, Diamond. Yeah, I'm beginning to be sorry myself. You should be. We're heading for open sea. Looks like it'll be a long ride. You don't know how long, Diamond.
3: We're getting into open water!
2: You're about to go swimming, deep sea style. How far is it to the shore? About five miles now. I can make it. With a hole
4: in you?
1: And here's another exciting half hour with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell.
2: I'm in Detective Agency, happy homicide. You know, that's pretty bad, that is. Oh, my goodness. Walt? Yeah? uh, Well, what can I do for the shining light of the 5th Precinct? You can get right down here. I want you to do me a favor. I'm not going to help Sergeant Otis cross the street again. Tell him to get a governess. This has nothing to do with my brainy sergeant. Now, will you come down? Well, all right. Business is slower than a drunk turtle, so I'll be there in 10 minutes. Thanks. Forget it, forget it. You know what I always say, Walt. No, what do you always say? Bye. (laughs) Bye. Well, sometimes that's the way things get started. The phone rings and Lieutenant Walter Levinson, 5th Precinct Homicide, tells me to get down. One word from him and I do as he pleases. So I buttoned my collar, pushed my tie back up into strangling position, and 10 minutes later walked into the squad room of the 5th Precinct where, as always, the king of the jungle was on hand to greet me. Well, good morning, Shamus. Sergeant Otis. Oh my goodness, you look terrible. Oh, what's wrong? Well, it's pretty obvious. You've been sleeping in the wrong position. What are you talking about? Oh, Otis, stop trying to be a sport. Get rid of the bats in your house. They're used to hanging upside down. Oh, for Pete's sake! The lieutenant, in. He's expecting you. Go on in. Thank you, sergeant. Hello, Walt. How are you, Rick? Been needling Otis again? Oh, a little Now man. you gotta stop that. When you come in, he begins to sulk. I got to work with him all day. Be happy, Walt. Be happy. Think of the 16 hours you're not with him. All those other people, jumping off bridges, turning on the gas, beating each other with hot paper sacks. Okay, okay. Now, uh, what's with you? Oh. Well, this is a pretty ridiculous thing, and I'm in a tough spot. Well, I'm pretty tough, and you look ridiculous, so let's have it. Huh? Oh. Well, we got a tip that a guy named Wells had a stash of stolen jewelry. You said had a stash. You mean he hasn't got it anymore? That's right, we have. Well, what the world are you mixed up in it for? It's not your department. It wasn't, but when the robbery boys got over to this guy's house, they found him dead. Oh. Murder. Shot through the head with a small caliber automatic. How about the jewelry? In the water pipes underneath the sink. About a hundred grand worth. Now, what do you want me for? Wells's wife says the jewels are hers. We don't believe it. What did you do about it? We put out traces on the jewelry. Went through all the regular channels to find the owner. Nobody identifies it. And if we don't get a claim soon... I've got to give them to her. You mean you've got to turn them over when you think they're stolen? We know they're stolen. They've got to be. These people don't have the fare for a fast meal at the automat, but we can't prove it. What about the guy who gave you the tip on the jewels? Said his name was Mario Chimin,o Disappeared. Hmm. You got any lead on who knocked off Wells? We're holding his wife, but we haven't really got a thing. No weapon, no motive, no nothing. So you want me to see what I can do? Yeah, hold apartments in the spot. Can you imagine what the press is going to say when I turn these jewels over to the wife? Yeah, could be rough. But what in the world can I do that your whole department can't? We've got to solve this thing fast. Or turn the jewels back. Right. Mm. got a murder to solve. We've got a jewel theft to solve. Oh, We've that's got... nothing. It's really nothing. should be a cinch. Oh, no, not for a cop. He wouldn't be able to put on the right kind of pressure. What do you mean by pressure?
5: Well,
2: uh... oh, Mrs. Wells. Mm, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Chiminos missing. We need him to tell us how he knew the jewels were stolen. If he's a stoolie, guys like that know you'll give them an even shake. Maybe he'll come out when he hears you're looking for him. Okay, okay. Now, what about the wife, this Mrs. Wells? I was holding her till you got here. She's being questioned. You want to see her? Uh, One thing, Walt, before I do. Uh, (laughs) Am I going to like this job? Knowing your taste, I say yes. When the boys brought her in, they walked her through the robbery detail. Everybody went right out and bought yo yo Walt got up then, hid his yo-yo in the closet, led the way downstairs to a small room. It was dark, except for the single light burning near a desk. In the circle of lights sat a young girl, late 20s, blonde and, uh, well, well, you know. If the State Highway Commission built roads with that many curves, every driver in New York would need seasick pills. She was being questioned she by one came of the detectives. Home
3: at what time? I've told you at least a dozen times. I got home ten minutes before you got there and I called you.
4: Your husband had been dead over an hour.
3: I can't help that. I came home and I found him and I called you.
4: Yeah, you called us. But I'm asking you about the jewels.
3: Oh, how many times do I have to tell you? He found them. He found them. Why this hey, routine, Walt? You think she had
2: something to do husband? with it? Only a suspect. We're giving you it to her Mario like this so you so could take a look
3: without
4: her it. seeing you.
3: Where did your husband get the jewels? He told me he found them. Oh, please, look. I don't know anything about the jewels or how my husband got killed. What'd
4: you do with the gun?
3: I told you that, too. I don't know anything about a gun. I didn't kill him. You understand?
4: Collins. Yeah? Come here.
2: Give her another five minutes, then send her up to my office. You got to turn her loose. Okay, Lieutenant.
3: Somebody bring in the rubber hose?
4: All right, Mrs. Wells. Now, when did your husband find these jewels?
3: Oh, please. How many times do I have to tell you? He found
2: them three days ago. You heard enough, Rick? Yeah, let's go. Yes,
3: yes, 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 yes!
2: What do you think? Uh, What do you want me to think? The girl doesn't seem too unhappy about the loss of her husband. Well, he'd been away for about four years, up until a week ago. In the Army. Occupation forces in Germany. No criminal record on him, huh? No? Mm. Well, let's see what I can find out. Oh, here's the information on the girl. Address, phone number. Thanks. Oh, uh, do some more checking on the husband, and I'll give you a call after I see the girl. How are you going to get in to talk to her? Walt, did I ever ask you how you got promoted to head of homicide? No. Well, you want to tell me? It's simple. Seniority, experience, hard work. Well, just lose the hard work, and you've got a fair idea of how I'm going to get in to talk to Mrs. Wells. Well, I had to solve a murder, a $100,000 jewel theft, and get the dear old police force out of hot water. All I knew was that a man named Wells had been shot, and another guy named Mario Cimino had called the law and told them about a hat full of jewels that didn't seem to have been stolen from anybody. To clean up a mess like that would take a lot of doing. So I went about it in Diamond's most routine fashion, as unorthodox as possible. I grabbed a cab... Up the driver of five to romp over to Greenwich Village a little faster than usual. And before I could say, look out for that streetcar, I was standing in front of a door with a small tag over the bell that read, Vladimir Sokolovsky, artist. Vladimir was an old friend of mine who hears all, sees all, and tells all for a small price.
4: Who is it?
2: Come on, Vladdy, open up. It's diamond, Vladimir.
5: I trust no one. You might be working for my landlord.
2: Oh, I'm alone.
5: Calzana?
2: Cross my heart and hope to swallow my Emmys. worry, trust with you. Uh, I haven't got much time, Vladimir. Huh? I want you to do me a favor.
5: Oh, for you, a portrait costs only $50.
2: No, uh, no pictures, Vladimir. Mm. Tell me, ever heard of a guy named Mario Cimino?
5: Oh, but of course... No. Hmm. Paid your rent? Same answer. I have a small ten-dollar bill here. Don't worry. You would attempt a lowly bribe.
2: Well, what do you know? Here's another ten.
5: I would ask you to stay for lunch, but Greenbaum won't even let me look in his delicatessen window anymore. You understand. (sighs) Twenty-five? I only do it because Stalin and I do not agree. Mario Cimino. (coughs) Peasant. What does he do? Keeps busy. An occasional stick-up bookmaking. Owes me 1180, Marianne and the Eight at Hialeah by eight lanes. <laughs> Such a filly. Vladimir.
6: Hmm?
5: Mario Cimino. Oh, yes, the lowlife. For him to find a friend would be like Rasputin running a lonely hearts club.
2: Where can I find him?
5: I don't know. Vladimir. It's the truth. Scout's honor. But of course, if I knew where that peasant was, would I not collect my 11.80? Of course I would. Scout's honor, see? You hold up three fingers, Vladimir. Oh, <laughs> a cop <Cub> scout. <laughs> when was the last time you heard from him? When he took my two bucks that wins me 11.80. He was in the fish business. Oh, fish business? Yes, I know, because he brought me two halibut, which I promptly made into magnificent stew for my landlord. <laughs> was miserable. The stew? No, just the fish. Believe me, товарищ, those two halibut were so old, they remember Jonah. Was he selling fish? Mm, catching them. Mm. He had a boat. When I went down there to collect my 1180, the bomb wasn't there. Where did he keep the boat, Vladimir? A disgusting place called uh, a Schooner Landing. Places like that should be in Siberia. Stinks. Well, uh, thanks, Vladimir. It's your water, товарищ. До свидания. Oh, Chichonia, Green Bombs Delicatessen. Will you be surprised? Green Bombs Delicatessen, Green Bombs Delicatessen, Green Bombs Delicatessen. Hello, Eve? Send up the works. Champagne, caviar, salami. I am a capitalist again.
2: Hello there. Hey, I, uh, I said hello. Hello. You run this landing? Yep. Know a man named Chimino?
4: Mario Chimino?
2: Yep. Yep. Seen him lately? Nope. When was the last time you saw him?
4: You a cop? Nope. That's too bad.
2: Why do you say that?
4: Owes me a week's rent on my boat.
2: Skipped out? Yep. Understand he was fishing down here, is that right? Yep. How long ago did he rent the boat?
4: Two weeks ago.
2: How long ago did he skip out? About a week. Anything unusual about
4: the things he did? Well, he sure weren't no fishermen.
2: Why do you say that?
4: Didn't know the first thing about it. When he first rented my boat, he used to go out for two or three hours, come back with a couple of fish. Didn't have no rigging to speak of, no live bait, just a pole. Didn't that bother you? Nope. Weren't none of my business. Had a license.
2: You mean a regular fishing license or a commercial? Yep. Commercial? Yep. Did he do
4: anything unusual the last day he was down here? Well, I don't know. He went out about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and was back here by 6.30. Only thing unusual about that, it's a funny time to go fishing.
2: What day was that?
4: We could go tomorrow, Tuesday. Thanks, Bob. Hey, uh, sure you ain't a cop? Uh, Yep. G-Man? Nope. Don't say no more than you have to, do you? Nope. Bye, sonny. (laughs)
2: Well, I left the old boy sitting on the dock trying to figure it out and headed for the city hall. Mario Cimino was closer now. I knew a little about him. His whereabouts up until a week ago and the fact that he'd taken out a commercial fishing license. The license I wanted because it would have a picture of Cimino on it. The picture I could turn over to Walt and then we could get out a description on him. I arrived at the city hall, went in, found the department that issues the licenses... They checked with Walt at the station, and ten minutes later, I was heading for Mrs. Wells' apartment with a fishing license and a pretty good photograph of Mario Cimino. Yes? Yes.
3: Well, hello. What can I do for you?
2: Well, that's a remark with a lot of answers. Right now, I want to talk. Go ahead. Oh, well, I, I get tongue-tied when I stand in the hall. You want in? That's it. Why? Ever see this picture before, Mrs. Wells? What? Come in. Seniority, experience. What? Oh, nothing, nothing.
3: That uh, man in the picture. Who is he? Don't you know him? I've only seen him once. Oh, uh, We can sit on the couch, Mr.
2: Uh, Diamond. Where did you see this man, Mrs. Wells?
3: He came up to see my husband. He was leaving just as I arrived.
2: Your husband say who he was?
3: no. He mentioned something about some business he had with this man.
2: Well, if it makes any difference to you, this man in the picture is Mario Chimino. Oh.
3: The one the police are after. The man they think killed my husband.
2: The man who called and told Lieutenant Levinson about the jewels your husband had hidden in the water pipes.
3: Are you from the police?
2: <laughs> well, here we go again. No, honey, I'm, uh, I'm a private detective. Oh. Your husband just got back from Germany a week ago, didn't he?
3: Mm-hmm. By both? Mm-hmm.
2: What day did he arrive?
3: You've got big blue eyes, haven't you, Mr. Diamond?
2: Uh, uh, yeah.
3: Very pretty.
2: Uh, honey, you, you, you better sit over there. You're scorching my collar. All right. I,
3: uh, uh where was I? I don't know where you were, Mr. Diamond, but I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: what day did your husband arrive?
3: Last Tuesday. Uh, when did he, uh... well, You must have a hard time combing your hair. Awfully curly, isn't
2: it? I, uh, I'll stop back when i got more time. We'll straighten it out. Please do. <laughs> well, uh, Mrs. Wells. Yes? Uh, the time your husband's boat got in?
3: In the afternoon, around five.
2: Oh, well, thanks, Mrs. Wells. Leaving? Uh, Going home and have another talk with Father.
3: Please stop back. If he misses anything, I'll be glad to fill in.
2: Maybe I'll send Dad instead. It was a little hard getting out of there because my shoe leather had started to burn and my number 10s were beginning to turn up like skis. I rocked my way down to the cab, did a slalom around two lamp posts and a fire hydrant, slid into the back seat, and 20 minutes later, I got out across the street from the 5th Precinct Police Station. I was just stepping off the curb when... Hold it right here, Diamond. What? what? Don't move. Don't turn around. Oh, well, I hope that's a pipe you got in your pocket. If it is, it's the first one you'll ever see with a trigger in it. Keep smiling and walk back over to that alley. Okay, okay. Not to poke a hole in me. Better to have it poked than blown. Hey, your dialogue's pretty bad. It's fine enough. Now, your name is Diamond, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you mine if you'll give me the gun and let me make you tell me yours. Your dialogue's as bad as mine. Yeah, I guess I deserve that. Okay, I haven't got much time. Give me the picture. Oh, I can't do that. You better or I shoot you. What will Mom say? What's your mother got to do with it? She took it. It's the only one of me on a bear rug facing north. The picture of Mario Tamino. I'll give you three. One. Oh, uh, okay. Thanks. Now stay put. Count ten before you turn around. Believe me, Diamond, I mean it. I'll kill you if you move before ten. You're being pretty silly, Mario. They'll pick you up sure. I don't think so. Oh, by the way, Vladimir says to thank you for the 1180. Tell her it was nothing. Start counting. One, two, but my shoe. Three, four, close the door. Five. <laughs> You find out something? Well, I sure did. This is the lousiest precinct of the city. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Now, two minutes ago, I got stuck up right at your front door. What? Yeah. And I had that picture of Mario Cimino on the fishing license. He swiped that? You just know it. Well, don't yell at me. You haven't solved this mess, have you? No, but I'm pretty close. Well, that isn't close enough. I had to send the jewels over to the wife a few minutes ago. Oh, oh, dandy. Well, I had to. Well, what about the newspapers? They haven't gotten wind of it yet. We still have a little time. Now, what about Chimino? How'd he know you had the picture on the license? Well, somebody gave him the tip. Gave him my description, uh, but just relax. It wasn't Chimino who stuck me up. It wasn't? Not unless he paid Vladimir Sokolowski eleven eighty in the last hour. Oh, wait a minute. I, I don't understand. Well, you're not alone. I'm a little mixed up, too. Well, let's both get untangled, shall we? Tell me what you found out. All right, all right. Now, listen. Wells arrived last Tuesday by boat in the afternoon around five. This we know. Mario Chimino was being a fisherman then. Oh. He'd rented a boat, taken out a fishing license. Okay. The day that Wells arrived, Chimino went out in the afternoon, stayed about two hours, came back, and disappeared. And then Wells shows up with a sink full of jewels. Right. Probably had them on the boat. Avoided customs by dropping them overboard, and Chimino picked them up. And Chimino killed him for the loot. Why? Why? A hundred grand in jewels? Why not? Wells was killed in his own apartment, wasn't he? Yeah? Well, if Chimino picked the jewels out of the water, why go and kill Wells? Why not just take off? Wells could never go to the police. Oh. Yeah, and another thing. The pickup was pretty carefully planned. Wells couldn't have done it. He was in Germany. Somebody here had to plan it, knew Wells had the jewels. The wife? Could be. But where did he get the jewels in the first place? Oh, a lot of that stuff's still hidden in Germany. You check with military intelligence, and I'll bet it ties up. Well, this guy who stuck you up and lifted the picture. You say you don't think it was Chimino. Maybe there's a third party. Could be, could be, but I doubt it. I got a hunch, Walt. Take me down to the morgue. I want to take a look at Wells. Okay, let's go. So uh uh you owe me twenty five bucks. Twenty five for what? Oh, small bribe. Oh. Well, here. What's this? It's as good as money. Tickets. Policeman's benefit. Oh, gee, Walt.
7: You know something? What? You're a real sport.
1: Right over here.
2: Well, bullet didn't help his face. Why didn't you get the army records on Wells? Why? The wife identified him. Good for her, but she missed one slight detail. Yeah? Yeah. This isn't Wells. What? That's right, Walt. This is Mario Cimino. How do you know? From the picture on the fishing license. This is the same guy. Good grief. And you had to go and give the jewels back to Mrs. Wells. But... If you still want to save those jewels along with your hide, you better grab orders and get over there. But, but... I'll see you when you get there. Now step on it. But... 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 I left Walt in the middle of a butt and took off for Mrs. Wells' apartment in a hurry. On the way over, I went through the facts. Chimena was dead. The body in the morgue wasn't Wells. The jewels were undoubtedly the motive, and unless I was wrong, I'd have to move fast to stop them from leaving the state. I went out of the cab and up the steps to Mrs. Wells' apartment. I reached the door and tried it. No luck, so I went in anyway. front room was empty. I went through the other rooms. Nothing. Clothes gone. Drawers empty. They'd taken off with a hundred grand in jewels. But where to? They had to be smart enough to know they'd never get out of town by the usual means of transportation. So what would be better than to pay up the back rent on Chiminos' boat and go fishing? I left note where I was headed and took off for Schooner Landing. Uh, which boat was Mario Cimino renting?
4: And that one just getting ready to go out right
2: over there. Thanks, thanks.
4: Go get him, sonny. I knew there was something fishy when
2: they paid up on Cimino's back. Oh! Well, good afternoon. I represent the Sleep Type Bob! Mortuary. What is it?
6: We've got a passenger. Good
2: afternoon, Bob.
4: Diamond.
2: Everybody seems so surprised. I'm sorry you're coming along. We're headed for open sea, Diamond. Well, I might as well take off my shirt and get a tan. Take the wheel, Loss. Leave your shirt on, Diamond. You can take it off when you go for a swim. Oh? And don't get any ideas. I don't want to shoot you until we clear the breakwater, but I will if I have to.
6: You're Wells,
2: aren't you? That's right. How did you figure it? Well, partly guesswork. The fishing license tip to Chimino was dead, not me, huh? That's right. You didn't know whether I was working with the law or not, but you had to get that picture to give yourself enough time to get out of the country. Your wife called you and gave you my description. I knew the damage that picture could do if it got to the police, so I had to tag you. Pretty smart. Thanks.
4: We're getting into open water.
2: You can start taking your shirt off, Diamond. I swim pretty well. With a hole in you? Why'd you kill Chimino? He wanted 50% defensive stuff. I wouldn't buy that. Found him phoning the police and had to kill him. So you put your papers on him knowing your wife would identify him as you. Why didn't you just grab the jewels and take off? You sound like a sterling for something. But I'll tell you anyway. Those jewels are in the sink. I knew the law would be there in 10 minutes, so I had to take the chance. They wouldn't find them. Well, I hate to spoil the party, but I think it's a Coast Guard. You're nuts.
7: I think dear old Lieutenant Levinson got my little old note.
2: So that's what the star was Bob! about. Oh! Shut up and stay with that wheel. Bob, that boat! Shut up! All right, Diamond, down in that cabin? I'll get seasick. None of your funny cracks. Just get down there. I think I'll take this life preserver just in case. Drop it. Sure. it!
6: Ah! No. Give me that gun. gun. What
2: the man said, baby. Stop the boat. Rick. Yes, Ellen?
3: Phone view. Walt.
2: Oh, thanks, dear. Uh, hello. Rick just got a report from Army Intelligence. Jewels were stolen from the collections the Germans had evidently hidden during the war. What about Mrs. Wells? She admits the whole thing. She saw her husband on a furlough a year ago, and he told her to expect word when he was ready to move. She contacted Mario Cimino for the fence. She'd probably get life. Well, that's too bad. She was the type who really could have had a good time with life. What are you doing? Looking at my beautiful girlfriend, Helen. Oh,
3: thanks.
2: I say hello. The lieutenant says hello, honey.
3: Hello, Walt.
2: Why don't you two get married? Why don't you mind your own business?
3: <laughs> Rick was just going to sing me a song, Walt.
2: Oh yeah? Well, leave the phone up, Helen, I'll get Otis. Otis? Uh, yeah, Lieutenant. Come here, I want you to hear something. Go ahead, Rick. All right. Oh, uh, Otis, listening all?
4: Yeah, I'm listening. Well, get your nose out of my ear. Oh, oh, sorry, Lieutenant.
2: What song would you like to hear, Otis?
4: Uh, you're going to sing something for me?
2: Sure, just for you. What's your favorite?
4: Hey, uh, do you know... Otis.
2: Otis, that's the song.
4: Sure. You know, Washington, that valley forge. Coldest heckin' up... Georgia. Otis. Bo-do-
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, how about get out of the wheat thrasher, your mother? You're going against the grain.
4: Oh, I don't know.
2: It's an old spiritual. Uh, look, I-, I got a better idea. You just listen, huh?
4: Okay, but I still
2: like... Otis, you're fighting me.
4: Well, well, okay.
7: There's a place I'd like to be, and it's back in Tennessee, where your friendly neighbors smile and say hello. It's a pleasure and a treat to meander down the street. That's why I want the whole wide world to know I love those dear hearts and gentle people. Live in my hometown Because those dear hearts And gentle people Will never ever let you down They read the good book From Friday till Monday That's how the weekend
6: goes I've got
7: a dream house I'll build there one day With picket fence and rambling roads, i feel so welcome each time that i return that my happy heart keeps laughing like a clown i love the dear hearts and gentle people who live in love in my hometown I feel so welcome each time that I return That my happy heart keeps laughing like a clown I love the dear hearts and gentle people Who live and love in my
6: hometown
7: Well, do you like that, Otis?
6: Oh, Diamond, you're dreamy. (laughs) Rick, Otis just swooned.
3: Bye,
2: Walt. Come here, Helen. Aren't they silly?
3: Yes, Rick. Oh, darling, you are dreamy.
7: Oh, Diamond, you devil, you.
1: You have just heard Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell... Ed Begley played Lieutenant Walt Levinson. Also in the cast were Wilms Herbert, Francis Robinson, Jack Crucian, Yvonne Patey, and Charles Seal. Music was under the direction of Frank Worth. Tonight's show was written by Blake Edwards and directed by Russell Hughes. Dick Powell currently may be seen in the motion picture version of the best-selling novel, Mrs. Mike. Two other shows for Sunday on NBC that you want to hear tonight are The American Album of Familiar Music and Take It or Leave It. Together, they make up one hour of the very best in listening pleasure for you. Baritone Thomas L. Thomas brings you the songs you love best during the 30 minutes of restful reminiscence on the American album. And immediately following this delightful musical show, Eddie Cantor comes romping into your radio with the $64 question on Take It or Leave It. There's a solid 30 minutes of question marks and laughs when it's time for Cantor, Sunday on NBC make it a point to hear both the American Album of Familiar Music and Eddie Cantor's Take It or Leave It tonight and every Sunday over most of these same NBC stations. They are two more of NBC's great lineup of Sunday shows. This is Eddie King inviting you to be with us next Sunday at this same time when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. James Melton and Erna Berger star next on Harvest of Stars on NBC.
3: This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series, Oh, and a Man's Wife. You're listening to the great detectives of old time radio.
0: Welcome back. Well, this one's uh, much more of a straightforward uh, mystery and probably uh, got the best laughs uh, getting on the phone to hear uh, Richard Diamond sing. And once again, we hear a pretty good rendition of a uh, Standard. I'd heard that one on the Harold Perry show, show as well. Alright, well now on to listener comments and feedback. And I uh, have some comments regarding episode 2099, uh, which is uh, Timothy the Seal. And Sam says, A funny episode. And Joey says, love the hidden promo for the movie. Yeah, he's plugged Mrs. Mike so much, I've been kind of thinking about playing the Lux Radio Theater version of Mrs. Mike as one of our listener appreciation specials coming up at the end of February, early part of March. So listeners could actually find out what Mrs. Mike was all about, because during those listener appreciation specials, we can kind of go afield of the normal detective requirements yeah he has been subtly uh, promoting that movie on the last few shows and then we have a call uh, an email from Cameron who says, um, I just uh, installed the Great Detectives app from Amazon. I'm amazed at how many episodes are available. I hope you consider adding the ability to create playlists. Also, there are some series that I've never heard of, so it would be nice if there was a list of series to select from that will automatically make a playlist of only the programs from that particular series. Um, well, regarding that first part, uh, Cameron, the features that are in the app are actually those that are designed by uh, the app designers, not really something that uh, I have any control over. They're somewhat standard in terms of the overall features provided, but I'll keep that in mind if uh or ever contacted to see about... Uh, some customizations because those are some uh, interesting ideas. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm quite surprised that you haven't done Gangbusters or Precinct 21. Did I read somewhere, or maybe you mentioned on a podcast, that you had problems with Precinct 21? I'd be interested to know what they are, and if they're some of the problems I've had with the show, namely that Captain Kennelly is a one-dimensional character and there's virtually no humor in the entire series. None of the playful banter between characters that has made programs like Dragnet so much more entertaining. That said, I do find Precinct 21 to be quite entertaining in its own way. The procedural seemed researched and realistic, and the stories can be quite captivating. And since the show uh, does consist of several detectives, I believe in it uh, it merits being added to your list of great detectives of old-time radio. Uh, keep uh, Thanks and keep up the incredible work. Uh, well, thanks so much, Cameron. And, yeah, when I've listened to Precinct 21, my problem is that everything is... I guess to the the best way I can say it is it's over underplayed. The one I listened to uh, involved the death of a child. And um, really, you just got no feeling at all from it. And with Dragnet, the officers are very professional, but you can t- have little tells about emotion. Uh, plus, the fact that there are multiple detectives kind of makes it not necessarily uh, a good fit for um, our series, since we tend to focus on series with consistent heroes. And to be honest, if we were going to, and I have thought about expanding some of the procedurals that we do on Saturday after Dragnet, I would probably consider consider doing something like, uh, this is your FBI, uh, before I would really think about uh, Precinct 21, if I were to expand the definition of the shows that we do. Uh, I know that uh, there are a lot of people who like it, but it's just not one that I enjoy, and if it's something that's really a chore to listen to, it just makes the podcast kind of difficult for me. I really only go with shows that I really can connect with, and unfortunately, Precinct 21 is just not one of those shows. All right, one final uh, comment. This one, uh, comes in from uh, uh, David, who says, Has anyone ever heard of an early 1950s radio broadcast in New Jersey called Click Click Clickety Private Eye? And I've not heard of that. If anyone's familiar with that, and that almost sounds like it might be some sort of catchphrase rather than the proper name of the show, if you have any guess as to what that might be, be sure and send me an email, box13 at greatdetectives.net so I can let David know. Alright, well that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for uh, Boston Blackie, and then uh, next Wednesday it's another episode of Richard Diamond. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. facebook Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.